0: So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785 Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785 Welcome to the sixth and final episode of this limited series podcast. It's called Unsigned and Independent with Kevin O'Connell. On this episode, Kevin has a familiar face to everyone here at the Bobby Bone Show, Lexi Hayden. Lexi was once an intern here while in college before going back to finish school and then moving back to Nashville for good in order to chase her dreams of being a musician. One thing Kevin has discovered with these independent artists is their ability to remain independent and be proud to do so, but also be striving for more. And Lexi is a great example of that. Lexi still has held a full-time job while continuing to perform on nights and weekends. She's appeared on an MTV reality show. She's most recently teamed up with Pepsi and United Masters for a project to highlight independent artists, which they talk about here. She's also been out and open for me on some shows. Now, a lot of these artists don't have management teams, and the next six months can vary for them because there are no plans in place. They're just working, trying to go week to week, and Kevin finds that fascinating, and that's what he's here to do. So, Lexi Hayden is her name, and this is Unsigned and Independent with Kevin O'Connell.
1: Welcome to the sixth and final episode of Unsigned and Independent. This is Kevin O'Connell. Thank you so much if you listen to any of the first five as well. We've had some great artists, great bands, all tell their stories, all so unique, And this one is no different with Lexi Hayden. Lexi's great. She was an intern here at Bobby Bone's show a while ago, and now she's chasing her dream still in Nashville. She's got a lot of things in the works right now, which we dive into, like an MTV reality show that she did earlier this year, and how she balances having another job while still trying to pursue the music career. She's great. Her story's great. You're going to really enjoy this. Go follow her at Lexi Hayden. Follow me at Kickoff Kevin. Make sure you share the episode, share the artist, share the music, share it all. Thank you so much for listening. Here's Lexi Hayden. Hey, Lexi, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Doing good. Doing good. So you used to be an intern here for the Bobby Bone Show. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. And it's always really weird being back in the studio um, because I was an intern here in 2014. I was 20 years old.
1: Long time ago.
2: Yeah. So that makes me almost 30 now.
1: Well, I am over 30. I'm 31. So don't worry. It's not as bad (laughs) as they say. It's not as good as they say. It's not as bad as they say. Um, right around the corner. But when did you or did you come here to Nashville for the internship or did you come here for music and that kind of landed in your lap? How did that come about?
2: I came here specifically for the internship because I hadn't graduated college yet. It was like in between junior and senior year. So the internship was actually credits for my, you know, my in music industry minor in college. So I specifically moved here for this internship and obviously to make connections and to and to dip my feet into Nashville because I'd never really been here or connected with people and you know it was kind of like taking someone who had really never been here or like been in the industry and like throwing her in like head first, like at the Bobby Bones show like meeting like every country music star you could ever imagine and it was like it was almost like too much too fast because then when I moved back to Nashville permanently like a year later it was like whoa I you know now I'm kind of starting from the very beginning but it was it was so, so important for me to have that internship and making those relationships with everyone at the show was was so beneficial. And I still obviously nurture those relationships today. So,
1: right. Right. Yeah. And Bobby himself. I know Bobby is you know a fan of yours. You were on the show. You were here, what, back in April or May. maybe yeah. Something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And Bobby's been such a good help to you, uh, uh, pushing your music, pushing you as an artist. And is that something that you still have a good relationship with Bobby or is that now more professional or is it also like a personal relationship with him as well? Because I know he's helped me out in my year and a half that I've been here tremendously with his podcast and a lot of things. So I just kind of want you to talk about that a little bit with him and how he's helped you push you a little bit as well.
2: I think that there was a big gap in between like me moving here permanently, like after the internship and then Bobby kind of like me ending up back on Bobby's radar. I think it was very Bobby of him to like let me do everything myself and like write and record and get noticed and start like gaining all this traction. And then Bobby was like, you know, I notice your hard work and you're doing it the right way and I respect that and I'm going to start helping push you a little bit which is kind of what he does. Like he wants to see people do the work and then he wants to be like, okay, I see you did the work and I respect that because Bobby loves people who work hard. And then I think the first time he had kind of like um, recognized me like publicly was on the Bobby cast, I think in twenty twenty or twenty, yeah, twenty twenty, and I released an album and they highlighted it on the Bobby cast. And then, after that, it was just kind of like full swing. Like I was on the Women of I Heart Country show with like every single song I released was pretty much on the Women of I Heart Country show. And then, you know, opening for Bobby coming on in the show. As an artist, I became the National Spotlight Artist of the Week one week with one of my songs. And it just kind of like, I think from then on, he just continued to support me. And it's been incredible. Like, I can't ask for anything more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. (laughs) You moved from Virginia. Uh Uh-huh. Is that right? And you grew up, did you grow up loving country music? Is music something that you wanted to do forever? Did you know Nashville was in the um, back of your mind?
2: Oh, yeah. Nashville was like number one. For like most of my life, I knew I wanted to be a country singer. I loved country music. I never listened to anything else. It was like in middle school, I would sing Martina McBride, Trisha Yearwood, Faith Hill. Like I had a karaoke machine and all the CDs were just female country. Every CD that I had for karaoke was female country hits. So it was like Sarah Evans, you know, all those people that shaped me um, growing up, Shania Twain, everyone like that. And so I knew I wanted to move to Nashville. There was never there was never any other plan for me. Um, but I did go to college in Virginia, which I don't regret. I I loved my four years at James Madison University, which is okay. in southern Virginia, and and then I moved here right after. So I feel like I moved here at the perfect age. I had just I was like one month into being twenty two, and um, it was the perfect age to move here.
1: And how much has changed for you in the what is it six seven years that you've been here? I guess as an artist, not because you said you interned, went back, and then came back, right? Uh-huh. Correct. Okay, so ever since you moved back permanently,
2: everything has changed. I, I look at where I am now and I think it's you get to an age uh, like I'm 29 where you could you you have to stop comparing your story to everyone else's and I think that that's the most important part of being in this industry is that everyone's story is different and if you would have told me that my year this year is probably the biggest year that I've had as an artist and if you would have told me that this year I would have a song on country radio with Priscilla Block I, I if you told me that like five years I would have been like I I would never have guessed that. Like, ever would I have predicted that. It's awesome. I mean, she was, like, one of my really good friends. And we wrote together as friends. Like, neither of us had anything going on. Like, and we wrote that song, but none of us had nothing going on. None of us had nothing going on. So, like... Just never could have predicted that, that I would have a top 25 song with Priscilla Block. Like, as an independent writer, mm-hmm. never could have predicted that, that I would be on an MTV show this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Never, never was that on my list of things I was going to do this year. I didn't wake up and be like, I want to be on MTV. Um, and then working with Pepsi now as a one of the 12 Pepsi artists, I just everything that's happened, I could have never predicted it. So I think it's just, you just stop comparing your story and you stop trying to like set these unrealistic goals and expectations and and just ride it and know that your version of success is whatever you make it
1: I totally agree totally agree I do want to go back to I'm gra- glad you brought up the MTV and the Pepsi I do want to go back to the MTV and I w- want to have you kind of explain on what this show was it was a reality show <laughs> right a music show because I don't watch MTV anymore
2: no one I mean does. I'm
1: like I, I mean we talked about it when you came on the show six months ago and I'm like <laughs> I don't really know what this is so Kind of explain what that is called. Take, uh, Sorry, not take me on. Becoming a pop star. Correct? hmm So what is becoming... Are you, are you a pop star yet or no? <laughs> you didn't become one? <laughs>
2: so when they casted me for the show, it was called the MTV Music Video Project. It wasn't called Becoming a Pop Star. Like, it had a totally different name. And it was a new show. Like, first season, you know, things were bound to change. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously, like, the name changed a few times, I think, before they, like, settled on a name. But, like... I was so confused when I hopped on the first zoom with like the producers and they were like, our new show name is becoming a pop star. And I was like, um, should I be here (laughs) in this meeting? Like on the show? Um, but they casted me like a casting person. I think went to the whiskey jam, the head of whiskey jam, Ward Gunther, and said, you know, we want to represent all genres of music on this new TV show on MTV. And do you have up and coming country artists that you could recommend? And Ward gave out a ton of names, mine included. And I was one of the people that um, was approached by casting. And I kind of went through casting, even though I really never wanted to be on a TV show like that. It was never something I wanted to do, but you know, it was seemed like too good of an opportunity to, to turn down And something I felt like, you know, why would I not do this? Like, And so I did it and I was one of eight on the show. I was the only country artist on the show. Everyone else was like pop, hip-hop, R&B, rap. And so I really stood out in that way. And, you know, Joe Jonas was one of the um, judges. Really? Yes, which for me... I didn't find that out until the day I got to L.A.
1: Now, is that exciting for you? Yes. Okay, Okay. I didn't know if you meant like, oh, pop, I'm not really. But at the same time, I mean, a Jonas brother for a 20-something-year-old girl, that's got to be exciting.
2: Oh, so they didn't tell us who the judges were until we got to L.A. And they have us in this room. They have like a PowerPoint going and telling us all about the show and what we're going to be doing. Because, you know, it's still at this time we're kind of like, okay, we got to L.A., like, what's going on? And then they're like, here's your judges. And they show Joe Jonas. And I'm like what I'm like <laughs> I Joe Joan I'm about to meet Joe Jonas not only that he's about to know who I am as a songwriter and an artist and at the very uh, so I guess the, I should tell you the synopsis of the show is that we had to write songs for each episode, mm-hmm. which is why I did want to do it, because the show was based on original songs. So we wrote a song for episode one, and our task was to write about our hometown, so I wrote a song called Dear Nashville, and that was my episode one song, and uh, you had to create a music video at home for it. And that's how they casted the final eight is based on your song, your hometown song and video. Okay. And so that was on episode one was my hometown song and video. And then I made it to episode two with that six of us and it was duets week. So then we went and did duets and, um, with
1: another contestant. Yeah.
2: And that was a a girl named Amira Daughtry and she is a Muslim African American artist. And we created one of my favorite songs of all time and it won the fan favorite, uh, video for that episode. And And you guys
1: just met on the show. Yep. That's awesome,
2: and it, and at the finale, Joe Jonas said it was his favorite song of the whole season. Wow, mm-hmm.
1: how cool is that? Did you get it on recording? Did you tell him? <laughs> uh,
2: it's on the. It's. <laughs> I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, it's on the finale, and they never released the songs, which is such a bummer. But I have, I have you know, hope that they will release the songs to Spotify someday, Yeah, um, but it's called Sunshine, and uh, it's just a really powerful song, and we actually just released another duet together, me and Amira, two weeks ago, so our relationship is still going strong.
1: No way. Mm-hmm. Is she in Nashville here, or no? She's in Atlanta. That's also oh, not too far.
2: Yeah. I went to Atlanta, and we recorded it in June, and then we went to California and did all the content, and it came out about two weeks ago. It's called Work Till the Morning.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you both. So what did you take from that experience? <laughs> Good and bad.
2: Um, not every TV show is going to make you famous uh, because there's so many TV shows out there. And it was an amazing experience. Um, I got comfortable being on camera. I, I love I love being on camera. I love attention. I love, like, I'm just a big personality. So it was so much fun for me to be on TV mm-hmm. and to, like, learn what goes on behind the scenes. Like, now when I watch reality shows, I'm like, I know exactly what y'all be doing (laughs) behind the scenes now. I know how this works, okay? They did this a million times, okay? And so I know that. I got to meet Joe Jonas, and Becky G was another one of the judges. And I did—I actually did choreography in our video for duets, which is so out of my comfort zone. And I just, you know, learned so much and got so much credibility, I think, for just being on TV and MTV and meeting. And I would have never made a song with someone like Amira if it wasn't for... MTV.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool how that all works out. It comes full circle of the good and the bad, but at the end of the day, you look at the positive of it and you're like, well, yeah, I would have never met this person or done this or experienced this. And it all like kind of molds you into who you are today and to take forward with you, right? Yeah. Um, what about uh, social media? I want to touch on that real quick with TikTok. Are you pretty popular on TikTok? Because I like to talk about this with each artist that comes in for this podcast because you get a little bit of the older crowd that are like, oh, I don't know about you know social media, but for somebody like I know Charlie Reynolds a few episodes ago, she talked about how I found her on TikTok. That's how I came across her. And then she came in here. Is that something that you use to your advantage? Because I know that you have a trend called Take Me Home. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that will when Take Me Home came out, it kind of went viral. I don't really know what people can. I mean, viral has a different sense of meaning for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think it has about 400,000 views. And um, But on top of the views, like what happened is that everyone started making videos to the song, like, lip-syncing to it, and so it was, like, I think 700-plus videos of people just making their own videos, which is so cool because, like, I didn't tell anyone, like, go make a video to this song. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, show me your video. None of that. It was just, like, people made videos on their own, which was cool, and um, that, I think, was the most fun part about that song is how people related it to their own stories of, like, how they wanted, you know, someone in their life that, you know, didn't make them settle and Um, I think TikTok is an amazing tool for independent artists and it's a struggle because it's like you put so much weight in what you're posting and how many views you get. And I think it's easy to get really caught up into it um but at the same time like i've made so many fans and i've made so many like i've had so much fun on tiktok like and i try to post every single day i try to do things if i see something's working i try to run with it and do that um but it's been an amazing way to share my music and it's actually technically the show was discovered by tiktok that's what the mtv show show was (laughs) so technically tiktok's the reason i got on the show
1: so you try to use it to your advantage right not and not necessarily take advantage of it but it's a platform. At the end of the day, it's a platform for your artist or for whoever's trying to be creative and to use that to reach a bigger audience, especially as an independent artist. I feel like nowadays, and what I'm discovering while doing this podcast is you can be independent more nowadays than you could maybe ten, twenty years ago because you have more platforms. a
2: thousand percent.
1: and are are you do you love that aspect of it, being able to do what you want when you want and the music that you want, and still reaching a major platform because of TikTok, because of Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever it may be?
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you can reach so many people. I mean, when I had my actually one of my most viral videos, I think was like over half a million views. Was of me hearing sad songs on the radio for the first time, uh, and it was the Women of I Heart Country show, and it was the first song they had ever played on the Women of I Heart Country show. So it truly was the first time hearing a song of mine on the radio, and it was just my reaction, and it got. It's the reason I have like I think a lot of the followers I do now because people saw that video like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think people just love to root for the underdog on TikTok. That's really what it comes down to as like, you you feel like you're supporting somebody who didn't have that opportunity or doesn't have someone to speak for them or a voice. Like for me, I don't have a manager. I don't have a publisher. I don't have an agent. I don't have anything, but I've still been able to make this whole career for myself. And people on TikTok, they see that. And it's me saying, I'm an independent artist. You know, I've been here for, you know, it was like five years at the time. And this is my first time hearing myself on the radio and people want to see that. They want to support you. They want to feel like they're helping you Mm -hmm. make it.
1: And is that something that you want to stay with as far as independent and, you know, the unsigned and independent road going down or is it just one of those, if an offer or a deal or whatever comes, that's the right one, then maybe I'll think about it.
2: Yeah, I think it it would be the right deal. And I I think that there's pros and cons to both being independent and being not, and I think that, um, you know, you can ride out the independent wave as long as you want. At some point, if I had the right deal, I would totally take it, because there are just some things that I probably would never be able to accomplish, as especially as a female independent artist, like, without a label or without a booking agent or mm-hmm. something like that, in reality, of, like, taking a song to country radio, you know, that's millions of dollars and going on major tours. I mean, that takes a booking agent. There's only so much I think you can do up until a certain point. Um, But I'm not going to go out and like make my whole life searching for that deal. I'm going to work as hard as I can until somebody Notices. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And speaking of independent artists, you yourself are doing some work, is that correct, with Pepsi and United Masters? Yes. Can you speak on that a little bit and kind of describe or explain what that is?
2: So at the finale of the MTV show, uh, the whole show was put on by Pepsi. So it was a Pepsi show. So the whole set was Pepsi. We only drank and ate Pepsi products <laughs> on set. I'm not lying when I say that. I, no, I
1: totally believe that. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing because I know you are not exaggerating at all. You were being dead serious. Is, and that is all that was on that set
2: oh all and even I mean I just went to New York with Pepsi and it was like you no one brings any non-Pepsi products <laughs> into this room because
1: I've been around like going to events I'll be with like a uh, Anheuser-Busch rep or something right with Bud Light and all that and they're like dude do not even bring a Coors Light near me <laughs> <laughs> and they are dead serious about it's it a,
2: all my friends joke about it now it's like a huge running joke it's like don't you dare bring that coke near yeah, Lexi exactly, okay exactly. Um, but so at the finale of the MTV show they put us they brought all the contestants back for the finale to LA to like be on the finale episode which was really cool because we got to see everyone again and be on TV again and then they brought us on stage at the very end which was a surprise and they were like Pepsi wants to continue working with you and we're offering um, these places in the Pepsi Music Lab for all eight of you basically and so through that went you know, A few months went, we had a lot of meetings with United Masters and Pepsi, and then we all officially, I think there's six of us from the show that are officially in the program. And so we're going to be releasing two songs with Pepsi and United Masters, which wow. if you don't know who United Masters is, they're a distribution service. Okay. So they're like TuneCore or 1RPM, like it's what you use to distribute your music to Spotify and Apple Music. Okay. So we... We picked two songs. So I have two songs that I've never been heard before. And um, I recorded them about a week and a half ago. And then they'll go over to Pepsi and United Masters. And they're going to come out next year um, with them. And they're going to do everything they can to create opportunities for us in the next 15 months that we're in the program.
1: Wow. That's super exciting. Yeah. That's uh, that's, that's awesome. See, another thing that came out of the MTV. Uh... I'm telling
2: Yeah. You, you just. Yeah. I am so glad I did that show. Um, I don't regret it at all.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like it's leading to a lot more opportunities. Which, at the end of the day, it's all about the networking and creating more opportunities for yourself. Yes. Um, well, what what else future wise the next six to twelve months outside of that do you have planned? Do you have some some singles coming out and the music that you want to talk about or what's in the works?
2: So next year is kind of a mystery for me, but I kind of like it that way because I feel like that's what this year was for me and look what happened. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm excited. I think that I'm finally ready. Like I'm getting to the point where um, this year... I've been able to really live off my music financially, which has been one of the coolest parts of this year, especially with having a song in country radio, being on this TV show, working with Pepsi, and I've had a lot of sync um, opportunities with music as well. So it's really something that I've been working for my whole life is be able to financially depend on music. And I think I'm finally, next year will be that point where I can do music full time because I still nanny a little bit.
1: That's what I wanted to ask you next. I'm glad you brought that up. It was... You're you're one of the few where I've talked to where, you know, a lot of people move here and they work another job until they can. And a lot of people I've talked to so far, they finally worked up to where they only play music for the last couple of years. But you're still working another job while doing your music currently, correct? Mm-hmm. And what do you, you said you're a nanny?
2: Yeah, but the nannying is like two hours, like three to four days a week.
1: Yeah, but two hours with kids, that that's, can sometimes seem like a yeah, long time, right? it's
2: it, And, you know, I really don't even know that I can like give up the kids like really? I and they're getting too old now Where it's like the perfect time where like they're not even like the oldest is now 13 oh wow okay. so it's like they don't I mean the youngest is five but like uh, it's like almost like the perfect time because I'm not needed as much I'm more of like an uber driver <laughs> like I'm taking a gymnastics I do carpool line I was joking the other day I was like I literally picked up the kids in the carpool line I went to a CMA party I was like from the carpool line to the CMAs
1: really that's uh, what it is it's, do you ever <laughs> really? have did you ever have um, a <laughs> lot of trouble? Not necessarily now, but say a few years ago, juggling the balancing act oh, between that and thousand the music? percent. And, and how many late nights did you have doing music? And early mornings did you have to do that?
2: A lot. It was it was really hard. And now I finally feel like I'm at a point where I have the perfect schedule, and my schedule is so flexible too. Like I went to New York. Uh, for the Pepsi stuff two Mm -hmm. weeks ago. And, you know, I just tell the mom and nanny, I'm like, she knows my music opportunities come first. She's a manager as well. She manages Phil Vassar. Okay. And she does a lot of different stuff. So she knows. She knows the drill.
1: (laughs) She knows what's up. She
2: knows what's up. Uh, So if I'm like, hey, I got to go to New York the whole week, she's like, go girl.
1: I love it. See, that that helps too. (laughs) Being to have that support, especially somebody local do you have that back home as well with uh, your parents and your family are they very supportive oh of yeah. You? yeah my
2: mom sent me was at spin class this morning and she made her spin teacher play my new song with a mirror no way More till the morning they were spinning to it this morning
1: how cool is that Yeah. did everyone go crazy for it
2: yeah and it's it's such a sync song so i'm really excited to see what it's so different for me it's it's like uh it really like sounds like something you would hear in a commercial it's Really not like country is my other stuff, but Mm -hmm. I think it's to the point of my career where I've thrown so much stuff at the wall Mm -hmm. to see what works. I'm like, I'm just going to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks.
1: I love that. What's it called? What's the song It's called called Work
2: Till the Morning.
1: Work Till the Morning, and it is out, correct? Yes. You can go stream it. If you're listening to this right now, go stream it.
2: Work Till the Morning by Amira Unplugged and Lexi Hayden, and listen to it when you're at the gym. I promise it'll pump you up.
1: I love that. I love that. Lexi, I've had a great time doing this. This has been awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to say or promote, talk about?
2: Yeah, go listen to Work Till the Morning. And I've got two brand new songs coming out next year. And I'm just super excited to see what this next year brings. And go independent artists.
1: Love it, love it. Keep pushing for it. Where can they find you on social media?
2: Um, Lexi Hayden, L-E-X-I-E. You can't forget the E on the end of Lexi. And then Hayden. And it's just Lexi Hayden Music on TikTok. I'm on Facebook, YouTube. I'm everywhere.
1: Go find her. Lexi mm-hmm. Hayden. She's everywhere. You can find her. Lexi, thanks a lot.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Takovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first-wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Takova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.